Chapter Six of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume One by Eugène Sue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six, Thomas Satan and the Countess Sarah. The two persons who had just entered the tapis franc were quite of another class from those who ordinarily frequented it. One, tall and erect, had hair almost white, black eyebrows and whiskers, a long and tanned face with a stiff, formal air his long frock-coat was buttoned up to the throat a la militaire we shall call this individual thomas satan his companion was young pale and handsome and appeared about thirty-one or two years of age his hair eyebrows and eyes were of a deep black which showed off the more fully the pure whiteness of his face by his step the smallness of his stature and the delicacy of his features it was easy to detect a woman in male habiliments this female was the countess sarah macgregor we will hereafter inform our readers of the motives and events which had brought the countess and her brother into this cabaret of the cite call for something to drink thomas and ask the people here about him perhaps they may give us some information said sarah still speaking english the man with white hair and black eyebrows sat down at a table whilst sarah was wiping her forehead and said to the ogress in excellent french madame let us have something to drink if you please the entrance of these two persons into the tapis franc had excited universal attention their dress their manners all announced that they never frequented low drinking shops whilst by their restless looks and disturbed countenances it might be judged that some very powerful motives had led them hither the chourineur the schoolmaster and the chouette viewed them with increasing curiosity startled by the appearance of such strange customers the ogress shared in the general surprise thomas satan a second time and with an impatient tone said we have called for something to drink ma'am pray let us have it mother ponice flattered by their courtesy of manner left her bar and coming towards her new guests leaned her arms on their table and said will you have a pint of wine in measure or a bottle a bottle of wine glasses and some water the ogress brought the supplies demanded and thomas satan threw her a five-franc piece and refused the change which she offered to him keep it my good woman for yourself and perhaps you will take a glass with us you're uncommon perlite sir looking at the countess's brother which as much surprise as gratitude but tell me now said he we had appointed to meet a friend in a cabaret in this street and have perhaps mistaken the house in coming here this is the white rabbit at your service sir that's right enough then said thomas making a sign to sarah yes it was at the white rabbit that he was to give us the meeting there are not two white rabbits in this street said the ogress with a toss of her head but what sort of a person was your friend tall slim and with hair and moustaches of light chestnut said satan exactly exactly that's the man who has just gone out a charcoal man very tall and stout came in and said a few words to him and they left together the very man we want to meet said tom were they alone here inquired sarah why the charcoal man only came in for one moment but your comrade supped here with the chourineur and goualeuse and with a nod of her head the ogress pointed out the individual of the party who was left still in the cabaret thomas and sarah turned towards the chourineur after contemplating him for a few minutes sarah said in english to her companion do you know this man no carl lost all trace of rodolph at the entrance of these obscure streets 
seeing murphy disguised as a charcoal seller keeping watch about this cabaret and constantly peeping through the windows he was afraid that something wrong was going on and so he came to warn us murphy no doubt recognized him during this conversation held in a very low tone and in a foreign tongue the schoolmaster said to the chouette looking at tom and sarah the swell has shelled out a bowl to the ogress it is just twelve rains and blows like the devil when they leave the crib we will be on their lay and draw the flat of his blunt as his mot is with him he'll hold his jaw if tom and sarah had heard this foul language they would not have understood it and would not have detected the plot against them be quiet fauline answered the chouette if the call sings out for the traps i have my vitriol in my pocket and will break the file in his patter-box nothing like a drink to keep children from crying she added tell me darling shan't we lay hands on pegriotte the first time we meet her and only let me once get her to our place and i'll rub her chops with my vitriol and then my lady will no longer be proud of her fine skin well said chouette i shall make you my wife some day or other said the schoolmaster you have no equal for skill and courage on that night with the cattle dealer i had an opportunity of judging of you and i said here's the wife for me she works better than a man and you said right fauline if the skeleton had had a woman like me at his elbow he would not have been nabbed with his gully in the dead man's weasand he's done up and now he will not leave the stone jug except to kiss the headman's daughter and be a head shorter what strange language these people talk said sarah who had involuntarily heard the last few words of the conversation between the schoolmaster and the chouette then she added pointing to the chourineur if we ask this man some questions about rodolph perhaps he may be able to answer them we can but try replied thomas who said to the chourineur comrade we expected to find in this cabaret a friend of ours he supped with you i find perhaps as you know him you will tell us which way he has gone i know him because he gave me a precious good hiding two hours ago to prevent me from beating goualeuse and have you never seen him before never we met by chance in the alley which leads to bras rouge's house hostess another bottle of the best said thomas satan sarah and he had hardly moistened their lips and their glasses were still full but mother ponice doubtless anxious to pay proper respect to her own cellar had frequently filled and emptied hers and put it on the table where that gentleman sits if he will permit said thomas who with sarah seated themselves beside the chourineur who was as much astonished as flattered by such politeness the schoolmaster and the chouette were talking over their own dark plans in low tones and flash language the bottle being brought and sarah and her brother seated with the chourineur and the ogress who had considered a second invitation as superfluous the conversation was resumed you told us my good fellow that you met our comrade rodolph in the house where bras rouge lives inquired thomas satan as he hob and nobbed with the chourineur yes my good fellow replied he as he emptied his glass at a gulp what a singular name is bras rouge what is this bras rouge il pastique la maltouze smuggles said the chourineur in a careless tone and then added this is jolly good wine mother ponice if you think so do not spare it my fine fellow said satan and he filled the chourineur's glass as he spoke 
your health mate said he and the health of your little friend who but mum if my aunt was a man she'd be my uncle as the proverb says ah you sly rogue i'm up to you sarah coloured slightly as her brother continued i did not quite understand what you meant about bras rouge rodolph came from his house no doubt i told you that bras rouge pastique la maltouze thomas regarded the chourineur with an air of surprise what do you mean by pastique la mal uh, what do you call it pastiquer la maltouze he smuggles i suppose you would call it but it seems you can't patterflash my fine fellow i don't understand one word you say i see you can't talk slang like monsieur rodolph slang said thomas seyton looking at sarah with an astonished air ah you are yokels but comrade rodolph is an out-and-out pal he is though only a fan-painter yet he is as downy in flash as i am myself well since you can't speak this very fine language i'll tell you in plain french that bras rouge is a smuggler and besides that has a small tavern in the champs elysees i say without breaking faith that he is a smuggler for he makes no secret of it but owns it under the very nose of the custom-house officers find him out though if you can bras rouge is a deep one what could rodolph want at the house of this man asked sarah really sir or madam which you please i know nothing about anything as true as i drink this glass of wine i was chaffing to-night with the goualeuse who thought i was going to beat her and she ran up bras rouge's alley and i after her it was as dark as the devil instead of hitting goualeuse however i stumbled on master rodolph who soon gave me better than i sent such thumps and especially those infernal thwacks with his fist at last my eyes how hot and heavy they did fall but he's promised to teach me and to and bras rouge what sort of a person is he asked tom what goods does he sell bras rouge oh by the holy he sells everything he is forbidden to sell and does everything which is forbidden to do that's his line ain't it mother ponice oh he's a boy with more than one string to his bow answered the ogress he is besides principal occupier of a certain house in the rue du temple a rum sort of a house to be sure but mum added she fearing to have revealed too much and what is the address of bras rouge in that street asked satan of the chourineur number thirteen sir perhaps we may learn something there said satan in a low voice to his sister i will send karl thither to-morrow as you know monsieur rodolph said the chourineur you may boast the acquaintance of a stout friend and a good fellow if it had not been for the charcoal man he would have doubled up the schoolmaster who is there in the corner with the chouette by the lord i can hardly contain myself when i see that old hag and know how she behaved to the goualeuse but patience a blow delayed is not a blow lost as the saying is the hotel de ville clock struck midnight the lamp of the tavern only shed a dim and flickering light except the chourineur and his two companions the schoolmaster and the screech-owl all the guests of the tapis franc had retired one after the other the schoolmaster said in an undertone to the chouette if we go and hide in the alley opposite we shall see the swells come out and know which road they take if they turn to the left we can double upon them at the turning of the rue saint Edouard. 
if to the right we will wait for them by the ruins close to the tripe market there's a large hole close by and i have a capital idea the schoolmaster and the chouette then went towards the door you won't then take a drain of nothing to-night said the ogress no mother ponise we only came in to take shelter from the rain said the schoolmaster as he and the chouette went out End of chapter 6